Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Banwart. This is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, Danny and I are going to be talking about what to avoid for the three most common mistakes when you start CrossFit. We're going to talk about the first one, which is comparing yourself to others. The second, which is skipping steps. And then finally, the third one is overtraining. Uh, Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. It's always good to have you. Yeah, back in. Tell us a story of the biggest mistake you made when you started CrossFit. Oof. Uh, how much time we got? We have an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest, like the best story I can tell is <clears throat> I started CrossFit in late 2015, right? Kind of like pre-cures. So I decided to do a benchmark workout, which was Fran. It's part of our common core like workouts 21 15 9 barbell thrusters and pull-ups okay 95 pounds for the men 65 pounds for the ladies right i decided to do the workout as prescribed right and it took me 17 minutes to finish the workout i think that's about the same time it took me my first yeah. time as well but it <laughs> also funny. it also <clears throat> crushed me like it also like was one of the worst experiences i've ever felt in probably that that year in 2015 what crushed you i mean the whole thing just the weight of the bar of like doing the squat to the press like the thruster like trying to do singles on strict pull-ups like just how bad it was it felt and to put it in perspective for everyone fran is about like a four like a three to four minute workout for most people Mm -hmm. most people finish the workout in about like three to four minutes and we didn't time cap it and (laughs) I was one they of the didn't time cap. They didn't time cap it. Interesting. And I was one of the last people to finish. <laughs> yeah. Classic. But yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, what was the hardest part, Fran? You know, there's a lot of hard part. I mean, the hardest part for me was like a couple things to break it down. Like, first off, the skill of doing the thrusters right with that weight was just too much weight for me to do with big sets, right? So mm-hmm. I had to do sets of ones and twos. Oh, right. wow. You were doing ones and twos? Yeah. I did not know that. I was doing ones and twos because I was just so burned out. My shoulders huh. were so smoked. On the pull-ups, right? Like not scaling the pull-up and trying to do um, a strict variation when I and trying to throw my hips up there like to do something to help me out. But then I tore my hands. Could you kip like, yet? No, I didn't really know. I didn't. We hadn't learned. This is like day one. This, this is like. I've been doing CrossFit four days. Oh, and this is, man. Oh, my. Like, we've been doing, <laughs> I just learned what a thruster was yesterday. Like, we're going hard right and we're going to do yeah, Fran. And we're going to do it. And I, so doing those, like, I tore my hands really bad. Uh, my my forearms were on fire. My, my shoulders were killing me, right? The squats were easy for me, but it's just I was so smoked from trying to do all the pull-ups that I fell apart on the thrusters, right? Wow. So, like, looking back at it, like... I, there's so many things I would have changed in that whole process, right? My goodness. Well, yeah. we can dig into that more later on what you would change. Uh, I do have a story, too, of when one of my biggest mistakes, and similar to you, was also another CrossFit Classic benchmark, HeroWide DT. And I remember when they first released this on CrossFit.com, and it was the first time I ever saw 155 pounds for... yeah you know, that's it that you're using for the entire workout. And at the time, this is like probably, I think, 2008, 2009. This is extremely heavy. So if you guys don't know what DT is, it's five rounds for time. It's how many deadlifts? 12. Is it 12? 12 okay, I didn't want to get the reps wrong. So yep. 12 deadlifts, nine hang power cleans, six push jerks. Yep. Uh, 
really strong athletes can do this workout, the entire workout unbroken. Yeah. And this workout took me about 46 minutes. <laughs> I'm not joking. I distinctly remember this because this was one of the most I've ever suffered in a CrossFit <laughs> workout in my entire life. And the reason was, you know, obviously the deadlifts weren't tough for me. The hang cleans weren't horrible, but I did get to the point where I had to do singles on the hang. So I had to deadlift it up, one hang power clean, drop it, pick it up again nine yeah. times every time. Yeah. And then same thing with the jerks. Jerks. So I, I was literally doing clean and jerks for my six push jerks. I had to do six <laughs> clean and jerks, and which took me 46 minutes. And yeah. And I knew at the time that I should have scaled that to something more doable <laughs> for my ability level and strength. Yeah. And I'm really lucky I didn't get injured, but me and my pride, I didn't swallow it. And now I think I can do that workout in about five, six minutes. Yeah. About average. Like the, the average CrossFitter is going to probably do that somewhere in between that five to seven minute range. Mm-hmm. Um, elites are probably going to go like sub five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So Man. those things, but like that, going back to that, like in that, 2008, 2009, a 155 hang power clean was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a lot. At the time, <laughs> I would probably say it's equivalent to like, what, 205 today? Probably somewhere around probably there. Probably right around there, maybe 225 for yeah, pushing it. it. Really heavy. Like, it, it was, was heavy. It was very time. dramatic. It was, was very like, dramatic. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's get into our first point. Uh, so we want to avoid common mistakes when you start CrossFit. The first one is crucial, which is not comparing yourself to others. It's really easy to look at someone who's been doing CrossFit longer than you and just think that they were automatically good at it. It's really easy to look at times or weights that other people are doing and just think that, man, like I'm just not progressing. And that's not necessarily necessarily the case. And the biggest thing is competing with yourself and just improving every day. I I mean, going into that, I would also say like we compare ourselves to looks too, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, like if you come in and you know you're. 20s or 30s you're like and you see like you know 55 or 60 year old doing this the same weight as you, you're like i can do this i got to be oh yeah 100 you know I mean? and but you're not realizing that like oh they've probably been doing it for a decade mm-hmm. they probably know their body really well yeah and so then they start you start challenging yourself around those things mm-hmm. right i think another good point <clears throat> with comparison is you're looking at i think i should be doing this weight i should be i should be at this point I should, so I should just do it, right? Yeah. Like I'm just, this is, you know, you're, you're looking at it in terms of like that. Well, the games athletes do it in this time or they do it like, you know, mm-hmm. this level. And it's like, cool, that's not us, bro. That's kind of, it's really got to trickle down into where you're at. So I think comparison self to like what you see on like Instagram or the games itself is kind of unexpected, like un- or unrational, like in your mindset. Like it's like you get up there and you're like, I saw Danny Spiegel do this, so you know if I'm a female, like I can do this, and you're like, no, nah, I don't think you can. Like, so maybe it's, I mean a lot of guys can't do that, right? That's, <laughs> I mean I, I can't do what she does. I think we're getting better at that, like in terms of comparing ourselves to the games athletes, but we still it is getting better. Yeah, I think people still try to like do it. You know, they see something and they're like, I want to try that, and then they come in and like, dude, you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, not yet. Right? Yeah. Awesome. And what would you say, like if you're coaching someone or when you do coach people and you do find someone who's comparing themselves to either someone who's been doing CrossFit five, 10 years or a games athlete, what would you tell them? I take them out back and I slap them around really hard in the face. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, I tell them like that's, that's unrealistic, right? I really try to tell them that like, you should be comparing yourself to yourself a month ago, a week ago, a year ago in that terms, right? Like if a week, if, you know, we'll take your DT example, right? Like 
if a week ago before we did this, you couldn't even hang power clean 155, right? Like you, you're having to do singles or things, something like that. Then right away, like we should not RX this workout. We yeah. should be scaling it down, yes. right? Hey, if you knew, that's why you need a coach, right? Like, yeah, if you're if you're going back and looking at these things, like I, that's what I would compare it to. Oh, I've never done this before. Okay, so what's your, you know, if we're doing that, I'm like, okay, what's your one rep max power clean? You know, they're like 135. And then we're not RXing the workout yes. today. Like, sorry, today. Right? You know, it's it's where so you have to go back and tell people to compare them to an, like a realistic thing. And the most realistic thing is to compare it to yourself, right? Like, mm-hmm. take the data that you've been logging. If you have no data, right? And you've never done this before, like for some of the new people that come in, I'm like, all right, well, you know, here's what we're looking for. What do you think you could do in this this range or this range? Or like, I give them like a rep range, right? So, yeah. okay, we got deadlifts today. Like, could you do five deadlifts unbroken at you know like 85 pounds, right? Or 75 pounds, 55 pounds, whatever, whatever the weight is, right? The answer is yes. Okay, cool, check. We got that one down. Okay, hand power clean. How do you feel about that? Could you do it at the same weight? No. Then right away we know we have to lower the weight down to get you in there. Yeah. So just walk them through the progressions of have them looking at themselves, not looking around the gym because it's really easy to look around and be like, oh, I usually finish around the same time as this person, right? But this person might be really good at this barbell movement, you know? I think for everyone who knows, if me and Coach Kim get next to each other in a barbell movement, I'm probably going to get beat because she's really good at and proficient at cycling the barbell with her needs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't even compare myself to that kind of person, right? Right, yeah. It's, it's, comparing yourself to others is a fast track to getting discouraged. And I like what you said about comparing yourself to yourself and looking back. And that's something that's a great lesson to learn about anything is just that, you know, when you look back and then you just continually try to improve yourself, then that's really the only then that's the only benchmark that you really need to worry about because that's the only way you can truly progress. And when you compete with yourself, it makes progress a lot easier and not only easier on yourself mentally, but also just easier to track your, your progress overall. Yeah. I mean, I think competition is good, right? Competition is what's going to push you to try new things or to go out on a limb and do some risk, like maybe go unbroken in senses of like the workout capabilities. Right. But like you can't be at a constant con- like comparison, right? Like it's really easy to sit back and just be very judgy and be like, oh, this person looks out of shape. Like I, I should, I should be able to beat them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't know, like you know, what I mean, like we don't know their what they're doing outside the gym, right? So this could be something they're really good at, and then you you get into a bad situation where you're like, I came out too hot, came out too heavy. Now I'm having a hard time finishing the workout. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's all about just, you know, just making yourself better, focusing on you and just taking it one step at a time. Yeah, Your goal should be to get yourself better and then make everyone else around you better. hundred percent. Right. Like you should always just focus on what you can do first and your capabilities. And then that's going to make everyone else rise up to you. Right. right? Like and get into that piece. Awesome. I love it. Let's move on to our second one, which is skipping steps. Danny, do you want to, you know, we, you, you've already talked about this in another podcast, but why don't you start us off? Yeah. So we started, I mean, you know, we went over this, the hierarchy of like movements for everyone, right? Like where to go through and where to base with it. But in terms of like skipping steps, like in just the stories that we told, you know, for myself, scaling the weight down and then scaling the, the, the pull up down into an easier variation is right away what should have been done. Right. So like I shouldn't have skipped out those steps of like, 
I skipped right to the weightlifting because it was easy for me. Like I could do it, right? But I didn't look at the gymnastics part of it. I didn't look at the conditioning part of it as well. So getting out of that of like what phases are going to hold me back here, right? Mm -hmm. First off, the first phase is your conditioning phase. Can you even like hold the conditioning of the set? You know, you're like yours, five rounds. Mine's three rounds at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of rounds, but a lot of movements, right? yeah. like a lot of like repetitions. And Definitely that's a like, higher amount of reps that we're not used to yet. Yeah, like so that that's one of the things right there. It's like breaking it down in your head. Like you know, you get you know, like okay, it's only twelve, it's only nine, it's only six, but totality wise, or you know, I mean, like that's you know, what is that sixty? Like you know, like those reps add up to you a mm -hmm. lot when you get in there. And so it's like the like is my conditioning up to par? Okay, check. Okay, is my skill up to par? Like, am I able to handle the skill? Like not to mention like the weight the weight or anything like that, but can do I have the skill of cycling a deadlift like touch and go right? Mm -hmm. Do I have the skill of cycling a hang power clean or a jerk or a pull up or whatever it is mm -hmm. right? If the answer is no, then I'm already going to have to drop down. Yeah, like I'm not going to learn that skill magically as we like go through with it, right? And then the third one is like, can I handle the weight? Like, is the weight appropriate to what I'm doing right now? You know, if it's my if 155 or 105 is your one rep max, that's probably not a good idea to do it you know, for 60 reps. No, it's a terrible idea <laughs> for that sense. So I think going back to the hierarchy like that would help you out. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if I had to go back in time and coach myself, like the first thing I would do was obviously scale the weight, but how I would do it would be like, I should be able to do six push tricks unbroken and I shouldn't be dying on that fifth or sixth rep. Like I should be able to do it with pretty good form, you know, with a low heart rate and without thinking like, oh my goodness, like I, I won't be able to sustain this. So, or, or yeah. I mean, even at that, if I was coaching you too, like I would say like, could you do three at a time? Because even three and breaking in the middle is very common for people yeah. as well, right? But you can still survive. If you're doing singles right away, that's not great. No, it's definitely yeah. not great. Um, yeah, and I would, definitely, I would definitely set a better time domain for myself. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I, would, I would force myself to have some sort of a time cap uh, to where right. I'd make a more intelligent decision on the weight that I was using. Now, now everyone knows why we have time caps on workouts. Yeah, <laughs> those, no, seriously. Those early years, we're, we're definitely filling it out. Yeah, those early years was just like, just finish it. <laughs> yeah, good luck. We'll be here waiting. We'll be, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll leave your stuff outside if we need to close. Um, <laughs> for the hierarchy thing, I mean, you guys can reference back. Do you know what episode that was for the uh, podcast? Episode 26. Yeah, in episode 26, we dive into it a little bit more deeper for everyone. Um, I would go back and check it, take a listen if you haven't already or refresh up on that because we really dive into like categories and like scales and movements and what you guys should be looking for. Um, but just in these stories here, like that's, that's like half the battle is like, A, we compare ourselves to a lot of people. Then B, we, we just skip steps. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we, we overlook kind of the easy stuff, right? Like one of the things we overlook a lot, right, is the skill level that we have. Mm -hmm. Like we, we look at, oh, I can lift this weight. I want to lift this weight. Okay, that's great. This isn't a, a one rep max test. This is multiple reps, right, with a high heart rate that might you might not be there yet. So it's like where, where can we improve those pieces for you, right? Yeah, and I, I think the most people skip steps on the things that look cool. You know, they, they skip steps on, yeah. you know, like yeah. they, they want to go from no muscle ups to a ring muscle up. Yeah. They want to do, they go want to go from ring rows to kipping pull ups. And they want to go from, you know, like, you know, 95 pound deadlift to a 405 deadlift. I mean, I've been in CrossFit now for nine years, right? I've been in the gym business for about nine years. I can remember one time in nine years, one time I had someone walk in who had never done any 
physical fitness activity in their life. I mean, they never played a sport. Mm-hmm. They knew they were construction, right? They walked in and they could do every movement like perfect. Like, <laughs> it was like a one-off. Yeah, I was like, some people are like that, but really, they're one in a million. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's do a snatch. He's like, what's that? And he's like, grab it from the floor of your head, and boom, just nails it first try. You're like, wow, okay, let's try this. Just figures it out. It's funny how some people they can just, just do that. one. Yeah, crazy. Just one person. I've seen thousands upon thousands of yes. people. One person just picked everything up. Yeah, didn't have to do anything. Was, I, yeah, I think even as long as I've been coaching, I I can't even think of someone who's been able to pick it up like that. Yeah, like, honestly, that's what I can't think of it. One. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Let's move into our third point now, which is overtraining. And we've talked about this a little bit too in previous podcasts, but you know, with, with new people, same, kind of this kind of goes back to comparing yourself to others is that people get really excited and they start hitting the ground running really hard, which is great. Like, you know, by all means, like there's nothing wrong with coming as frequently as you want. But a lot of times when people are in that, you know, that honeymoon phase of CrossFit is that they also burn themselves out very quickly. Well, I think also with the overtraining principle, we can attack, like there's two ways, maybe three ways to look at this. Number one, I think you're excited. I think like you're Mm -hmm. just like amped up because it's fun. The adrenaline's great. You're actually, you're, you're feeling the results of the workout right away. Mm -hmm. So it's addictive, right? Like you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah, dude. It's like your drug, right? CrossFit has such a great endorphin rush after. Right. Like even if the workout is scaled or whatever, because of the environment and because of, you know, especially if you've never done something like that, right? Like if you were more of your traditional gym goer, right? And you come in now and it's like, you know, it's kind of gritty. It's got the music going. It's, you know, you're out there working hard with those things. Like it, it could be very amping. It could be Oh very, yeah. You feed off that energy oh, 100%. For sure. And then everyone is like so psyched up. They're like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get back into it. I need my, need my fix. Right. And then I think that's kind of the first part of like what drives people to overtrain. I think the second part is you feel guilt about missing. If I miss today, I'm not getting better. Oh, if I yeah. miss today, I'm not I'm not improving, right? Because I mm-hmm. oh, oh, we're running the 800. Oh my gosh! If I don't go today, then I'm I'm never gonna get better at running. I'm never gonna get better. I'm gonna at miss running. that fitness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? I still get into that kind of mindset sometimes. Where oh, I'm like, it's probably the biggest mindset. Oh, yeah. I deal with with people all the time. I do that especially personally with squats. Like if I miss a squat day, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah. My legs are going to shrink. I can't squat tomorrow. Like, it's already past it. Yeah. Like, I have to wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that's unacceptable. But I feel like that's, I mean, because I can remember personally, like, joining, you know, when I joined CrossFit, that's how I felt. Like, I was like, I can't miss a day. I'm going to get worse. Oh, like, yeah. I can't, I can't not go. Like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm never, how am I supposed to learn how to snatch if I don't go on snatch day? Yeah. Like, what do you mean I have to work today? Like, I'm going to skip work to go do this, right? so funny you bring that up because that actually reminds me of something I haven't thought about in a long time, which was that I would, when I first started CrossFit, I would follow CrossFit.com and I would not miss a single day. They they would always post every single day. And I did get to the point where I was overtraining. I never got injured, but man, did I, was I like sore, drained, and like my, my nervous system was fried. I was... I was drained, man. I mean, we brought up what overtraining is, like, in previous um, podcasts. I think we talked about it several times. But, yes. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're getting sick or anything like that. It just means, like, your body's excessively sore. You're not recovering. Oh, yeah. You know, like, your quality of, of workout is actually going down yeah. because you're not letting yourself take a break. Like, exactly. Right and, I, I mean, I the first week I did CrossFit, like, I'll never forget the first week because I, like, started on Monday. I went Monday through Friday, and I got to Friday night, and I go, I don't know if I can 
do this because like I was like I can't even lift my hands up to my <laughs> face like you know what I mean? it's like I was like my hands are torn like my arms hurt so bad like my back hurts my legs hurt like I've never felt this kind of pain like I can't wait to come back tomorrow that's like I know that's <laughs> take so, it's so funny off. that you just keep coming back yeah. for more too that's funny but that, man, that's what I think I think that's part of it is like you you're, you're in that rush you're in that addiction you're in that feeling that you want it more and more and more and you feel like you're missing out right yeah 100%. when the reality is like maybe taking every other day like you know like you have to ramp up your body to handle physical activity right, right? even if you come from a physical active background like you know like mm-hmm. oh i'm an athlete already i'm just going to switch gears and come over here it's like you're still going to have to let yourself recover yeah. and acclimate into this exactly. kind of physical activity i don't think people realize that so it's like when you come from it it's like yeah take a day off like you know if you can tell who's been here over a year and who's been here under a year, mm-hmm. right? Because like the over a year guys, like they'll miss workouts, they'll take days off. You can tell what they're bad at because they'll they'll take that day off, right? <laughs> they won't show up. They walk in a little bit like, oh my gosh, this is gonna hurt so bad. Like I already can yeah. tell how bad the pain's gonna be. It's all right. And then new people know. are like, yeah, this is gonna be great. I'm about to do this. And you're like, all right, the enthusiasm's awesome, but you get ready. Like it's about <laughs> to be hard. For yeah, you, yeah. Right? Awesome. So I think those those two, and then kind of the third one you can look at too is is goes back to your comparison, right? If you feel like you're comparing yourself to someone else, and that someone else is working out five or six days or doing something more, then you're like, I have to do more. Yeah, I have to like get in there more, and then you start to kind of keep that comparison going where it's like, well, Matt didn't take a day off yet. So I, I got to go in the workout workout today because yeah. I got to <laughs> got to beat Matt. More more is not always better. Yeah. It's always quality over quantity, right? Yeah. Like a good one to two, uh, two to three really good workouts a week do so much more for you than one really good workout and four kind of half in, half out workouts. Yeah. It's, it's definitely better than, you know, having, just like you said, like one or two solid ones and then just be dead. <laughs> for the la- for the next four, like it's almost pointless. Yeah, and basically, like you're taking five days to recover, like from squatting on Wednesday, and then by the time like Monday comes around, you're still not able to walk because your legs are still so sore because you didn't take Thursday off, you came right back, you didn't take Friday off, mm-hmm. you didn't take Saturday off. You know, you're like, I got to get in there. Oh, this workout looks so much fun, and then they just keep amping up, amping up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how would you coach someone through like that mental state of like, hey? Like, how would you tactfully tell someone, be like, hey, you might want to take a break? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't, it's not so subtle. I'd be like, hey, you need to take the day off. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you just be direct. Yeah, you got to be very direct into it. I think people need directness when it comes to that kind of stuff. One of the most, I mean, every everything is coachable. Everything you do can be coached to you, mm-hmm. right? No matter, like, even eating, even talking, like, we all have coaches for those things. Resting is a part of physical fitness activity. Like you need someone to sit back and just go take the day off, right? Like how do you know? Like whenever we do this, I always ask people after every class or like every session I work with, how do you feel? Right? I always just shoot it out there, right? They'll just say I feel good or oh my gosh I feel wrecked. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, based on like the response, I'm like, well, you're gonna take tomorrow off? Like you know what tomorrow is, right? Like have you looked ahead? And it's like one of those like walking them through the process of like, yeah. do you know what's coming? Like are are you prepared for this? Right? Yes. Like, when is your break? Like I always, you know, like especially when new people start, I'm always like, well, when's your break? When are you taking a day off? Like what's your mm-hmm. schedule? And they always like give me their schedule. But even for like we have athletes who have been coming to the gym for a long time who don't want to take days off. Like they're just like, ah, I, uh, any workout's better than no workout. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, 
Well, yes, yeah. true, but <laughs> also, <it? laughs> also, you don't want to die. Yeah. Well, it's just like getting them back in the mindset of like, what's a good quality workout versus a, a good quantity workout, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a good chunk does a lot more for you than just little bit pieces here and there. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's like progressing them through the mindset of like, oh, it's okay to take a rest day. Oh, it's okay to take a time up. Oh, you missed it. It's okay. The workout's going to come back. Like there's mm-hmm. gonna be another version that you're gonna get. Like I know, right. like you know, what I mean, like don't feel like I think one of, a lot of people think they miss the when they miss the workout, the workout's never gonna return. It's like nope, they're gonna find a different variation for you at some point. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where you definitely want to play the long game. You don't want to, you don't want to get to the point where you can't work out for a three or four days straight just because you know choose rest before rest chooses you. I think that was another yeah, podcast. That was the one. That, <laughs> that was, was the, the one. So if you guys want to look that up, that was one of our first podcasts. I think yeah. in our top ten. First 10, I mean. Well, I think like going back to the rest, like this piece here, I mean, and we're talking about old stories. I remember distinctly in like, I think it was 2014 when Jason Khalifa started the What's Rich Doing, right? Mindset. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And I was like, well, if he's doing this, I got to do this. And that really kicked off down the, the smaller tiers, like the regional athletes around the time. We all thought the same thing. Yeah, if, more is better. Well, <laughs> if, if the elites are training twice a day, that I need to be trained twice a day if yeah. I want to make it to regionals, right? I definitely got into that mindset, yeah. too. If they're doing three times a day, I need to do three times a day. Well, how can I work this in my schedule? Mm-hmm. You know, if they're doing heavy lifts, at, you know, if they're doing heavy work lift percentage at this time and then doing running and cardio, then I need to be doing that. I need to be upping my, my, my workouts. And it's like, that's, you just fell into the trap, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, and I, that really was a real mindset, I think, for about two from like 2016 to 2018, I can remember that being the real mindset for a lot of people training. It was like, we need more. We, you don't understand. Your one CrossFit class isn't helping. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right, but what, what do you need more? Who has time for rest? <laughs> yeah, like, and I mean, I, I feel like that's where we were at. Like, it was just a real crazy process of people working out multiple hours, just murdering themselves every day. Whereas like just doing Metcons, I remember that was the thing, just do Metcon workouts and you'll get better. And I was like, reality is like, when are you training your strength? When are you training your conditioning? When are you like, when are you training your skills mm-hmm. that you're really bad at? Like, well, I'll train them in a Metcon. Nah, you're not, you're just working, you're working on the skill for what you have. Like, you know, like you're not improving like the double under, right? Very easy, very easy concept, very hard thing to execute. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you get your double, like getting your double under is the big, the big thing you go for, right? And then once you have your double under, you need to get sets. So like the skill progression doesn't end once you learn how to do a double under. Mm-hmm. Now you got to learn how to do five or ten yep. or twenty. If you want to be in a competitive aspect, you got to learn how to do a hundred unbroken mm-hmm. or two hundred unbroken, and you have to do it under duress, right? Like so, how do you train that skill? Because in a workout like that, that's uh, like a metcon is when you deliver the skills. That's mm-hmm. when you execute the skills and you work out different plans of action, right? Yeah. That's the test. What's all the studying you've done for the test mm-hmm. to get there? And it's like those are skill things that you should be working on elsewhere. Yep. And I do believe like that mindset. And then you don't rest because you're like, I need more. I need more. Mm-hmm. And then you're comparing everything. And at the end of the day, you're like, you know, what happens is people either get injured, right, or they burn themselves out. And then they just turn around and they go, well, it's CrossFit's fault. It's like, I, I got hurt, I got injured because I did CrossFit. Yeah. It's like, well, is it? <laughs> or, the, or their coach didn't communicate properly with them. Because a lot of times, I, like what bad coaches do 
is they that say yes and they amp you or, up. Or or, <laughs> or they'll just ignore it and they'll just let yeah. you do whatever. Yeah. Like they won't they won't have they won't have like the spine to tell someone or to coach them properly to the point where like, hey, you might not want to do this because of this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good coaching is hard to find. And back in 2016 to 2018, good coaching was definitely hard to find. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, coaching gotten better now. But yeah, coaching has gotten a lot yeah. better. But yeah, but yeah, that, that's actually a very tough thing for a coach to do because you have to kind of be, you have to tell them the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts and you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to be that guy rough. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, some, but that's our job. All right, so to sum things up here, like we want to avoid these common CrossFit mistakes when you first get started. The first one is, is you want to not compare yourself to others. Remember, fitness and CrossFit is a journey that is on you and for you alone. So keep working on you. And then skipping steps is definitely our second one. You definitely want to make sure that you're progressing with either movements or in other aspects of your fitness journey step by step and mastering one before moving on to the next. And then finally, overtraining. We just talked about this. We've talked about this multiple times in our other podcasts, but you want to make sure that you have adequate recovery because the last thing you want to happen is to get to the point where you can't work out at all. And also, we want to keep fitness fun. It's more fun when you're always motivated. Danny, any final thoughts that you want to wrap up with? No, no final thoughts. No (laughs) final thoughts. No final thoughts, Your Honor. Solid. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to send us your questions there. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.